Welcome to the University of the Free State Career Services Podcast, where we talk to experts about the ins and outs of jobs and share tips that will give you a grip on your future career. Is it ever too late to start a new journey? That is one of the most scariest questions one asks themselves as they grow older. Am I too late to start chasing a dream? Am I being too ambitious, hoping to start afresh when I have come this far? Let me tell you about someone who took the chance and pursued a higher education qualification at the age of 31. From when her journey started, she has since then obtained a certificate in business law and property law and convincing from Intake College. She also has a Bachelor's of Commerce in Law, postgraduate diploma in estate planning and a certificate in employee wellness. Also, a certificate in ethics and governance from the University of the Free State. She recently got the opportunity to travel to Turkey for the Erasmus Staff Mobility Scholarship to benchmark and also share expertise with the Turkish University. She currently works for Housing and Residence Affairs as a senior officer. And in her own words, she's doing so, playing a vital role in the lives of young people, especially those of a young girl child. That's Today correct. I have Vinci Mupupa. How are you, ma'am? I'm doing so well. Thank you so much for having me this morning. Oh, I'm 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 very excited to hear about your story. <laughs> Having read your bio, I have so many questions. <laughs> and my first question that I would like to ask you is why the age of thirty one? Why did you decide to go to school? Thank you so much for the question. I think, you know, life can sometimes set you back. When I finished my trick at the age of eighteen, um, I didn't have the means to go back to university or to go to university. I then found a job at the age of 19. I was working for an insurance company. And um, at some point, I decided I want to go to university. I then came to the University of the Free State in 2004 for the first time. Mm -hmm. I did what they now call the access program, the bridging course. In my second year, I did exceptionally well in the first year, actually. Um, I even was a recipient of the Irish bursary at that point. And then in my second year, I started with a BCom Law degree, but then my mother was diagnosed with stage four cancer. I then decided to go back to Namibia, and upon arrival, I was offered a job as, at an English school where most of the foreign people came to Namibia and they were taught English there. So I literally had in-service training, and for four years, I was an English teacher. Um, after four years of being with a school and also having learned Portuguese, I then decided I wanted more for myself. I then got a job as a personal assistant um, in a construction company. And eventually I worked for Safland Namibia for over a year. But it was at that point when I was sitting at that table that I met a remarkable woman who was a mentor to me. And I remember seeing her coming in with her little briefcase every day to sign legal documents. And I remember her telling me, you can also be me. And I thought to myself, okay. So I think in life when you want something, you've got to fight for it. They always say you bring the donkey to the well, but you can't force it to drink. So there was an opportunity. There was somebody who saw potential in me. I then took it upon myself. I applied to the university and immediately I got a response that I could come back to school. What a shock to the system. I then decided to start running with this thing. And uh, along the way, I was supposed to actually start in January of 2013. 
I was involved in a terrible car accident in 2012, November. I contacted the university. I deferred my studies. And on the 10th of July, my journey to the University of the Free State started from Namibia. Just tell us about a little bit about the journey, your yeah. professional journey, and yeah. how you decided then to branch off from the law side into a more now employee-centered side. Yes. Okay, so when I completed my first degree in 2017, I then, look, when I, when I came back to the university, you're 31, I found myself in a senior residence, and immediately when I walked into that space, I felt that I could make a change in that particular space in which I find my, found myself. I then started questioning everybody, how does things work around here? Um, I'm trying to get you to the point where I am now. Mm-hmm. I remember the RA, which is the resident assistant at that point, she was telling me, this is what you do, this is what you do. And because of my personality, I thought, okay, I'm going to get to know all the 36 ladies. I'm going to be just all over the space. And I asked, how can I become an RA? What am I going to do? And that's how my journey actually started. I then, the next year, 2014, I was appointed as a, a residence assistant. I then started working for housing and residence as a student assistant. <laughs> yeah, and in 2017, really, it was a time where I couldn't get employment on uh, on campus. I wanted to stay, but then I went back to Namibia. And upon arrival in Namibia, the very same lady who was my mentor, she gave me a job at her law firm, an all-female law firm. So I went in there and I worked for a year and I thought to myself, oh, Lord, I... I I can't do this. My passion is on the other side. I want to work with students. There's there's just a love that was cultivated when I walked into housing and residence affairs. And I think that's where I found the passion. You need to be passionate about what you do for you to flourish. And I then saw an ad in 2017 for an intern 2018. I applied and I, I still remember having the interview in the boardroom of the law firm they called me from um, from South Africa. I accepted the, the job. It was not, I, I, I don't even want to touch on the aspect of money. I was not bothered. I was just excited when I got the call, the email to say, you got the job. My dream is finally, finally coming through. I can come back to South Africa. I can come back to, to the University of the Free State. So there I was. Here I am. The seed was planted while I was studying not knowing that it will germinate to the extent where I am at this point. So, yeah, here I am. So I, I know now that you're good at your job. Ne? And, <laughs> but now my question is, this job of being a senior officer now in the housing and resident residence affairs, mm-hmm. ne? Mm-hmm. despite of the passion and the love that you have mm-hmm. for students, mm-hmm. what makes your job mundane? Okay, maybe I should just give you a bit of context. Um I don't really like the title, senior officer. I work for housing and residence affairs in uh, the accommodation administration. So we are responsible for going through applications of prospective students who have applied for the for on-campus accommodation. And we also then have to maintain these stay of the students. So I need to make sure that you are you remain on the system, you are booked, you are billed, you know. But I also have another title where I am a residence head of senior residences. So my role there is also to empower students. And how I do that is 
you know, in every senior residence, we need a residence assistant. So that's me going through CVs and going through interviews and appointing the right person. But I think also maybe what I want to say is I want to be to people what others were to me. So I, I like to scout and see potential. So I get really excited when I see a vibrant student walk into my office because all of a sudden I just see this person. I see my younger self in the students. But also what the role that HRA plays is not just placing students in residences. It's to ensure that that student completes the cycle. You know, you come, you are here for academics. We want to reassure you that we're going to give you support to ensure that you complete your studies. So my role is not just senior officer. I, I, I think we, we people really enjoy these titles of I'm this, I'm this. I'm just fancy, a person that's very passionate and has a love for people. So, so that's me. And of course, can, I can tell you that there are moments, there are days that it's hard. There are moments that I cannot assist a student. I can't. If the residences are full, I'm unable to assist you. And that eats at the heart. There are moments where you have to be very strict. You know, your no is your no. There are moments where you become, <laughs> nobody likes you because of a decision that you've made. But I always say, tomorrow the sun rises again. You know, life goes on. A vida continua, like the Portuguese will say. Mm. But I'm passionate if you don't have passion, you can easily be derailed. If you being passionate depends on people clapping for you every day, you won't make it. Do you see? I literally just tell myself the sun will rise again tomorrow. You made a decision, you stick by it, provided that the decision was fair. And one of the things that you can't take away from me is integrity. If you don't have integrity, you'll suffer. You'll suffer in the workplace. So I'm not saying that the sun shines every day, but I'm telling you that the sun comes up the next day. What would you say to a student who really wants to make a career change, a professional change, or who'd like to take a similar journey to yours? What would be the words of encouragement that you'd give to a student? So yesterday I had the opportunity to also attend an event that was arranged by the wellness office, and it was Alison Borta speaking. And I, I said there, and I wondered to myself, because people always say, what would you say to your younger self? What would you do this? What do you do this? Uh, I think one of the most important things is to believe in yourself. I think we've gotten used to having others clap for us, yet we don't clap for ourselves. And I think it starts there where you start validating yourself to say, I matter. I am using the example of the sun will rise again for a reason. We all go through moments where you just think it's done. I can't do this anymore. I'm not. But have you seen a little seed that is planted? Tomorrow when you come, you just, that seed, you just think it's not going to make it. But it rained last night, and you just see it sprouting out. There's hope. There's light at the end of the tunnel. When others are saying no, defy the odds of giving up. You are able. And that's why I say I have a passion for the, for the girl child. Because it's always there where it starts that you are not going to make it. You are not going to do this. Ignore those voices. You can be anything, anything you put your mind to it. But you have got to believe it. 
you have to believe it because the minute you believe it the universe conspires to make it work out for you so yeah <laughs> amen i like to say also me i'm a testimony of those words <laughs> thank you so so much vinci now we reach the final stage of our interview all right that's my favorite part by the way perfect and um, these perfect. are the fire questions okay so i'm gonna ask you the fire questions and i'm going to say you ready for the fire questions and you have to say fire away okay, okay. all right are you ready for the fire questions fire away <laughs> coffee or tea coffee sweet or salty salty remote or on-site on-site Every morning I I pray. My favorite word is go for it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so so much Vincy for being our guest today. This was an interview that I thoroughly enjoyed and I think our listeners as well will thoroughly enjoy listening to it. You, you have so such much. a beam of light. Thank you so um, much. And you're encouraging what I think will sprout inside of us like that little seed. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for coming and please enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate the opportunity. Have a good day. That's it for now. Listen to all our episodes to make sure that you get into the fast lane of career success. 